Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's BetQL's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. Hour number two, Countdown to Kickoff, Week 17, NFL Sunday. Costos, Barkley, you on the BetQL Network. 40 minutes from now, best bets, every single game on the board, side and total. Can't wait for that. The prop king coming up momentarily. Ken Barkley's underdog money line parlay coming up in a couple minutes. American League Championship Series over. Uh, Ken, before we get to all the good stuff coming up later this hour, what's happening on the old board right now? About 60 minutes from kickoff here. Week 17 NFL Sunday on New Year's Eve. And again, an early Happy New Year to everyone listening and watching. Yeah, the the 4 o'clock window... And the, uh, the night game will have a lot of injuries, obviously, attached to them. There's been quarterback changes in those games. The markets for those games have, have been pretty stable, like while we've been on the air. A little bit of interest in the Steelers at four and a half, so we're between four and four and a half. But those games are quiet for now. And <laughs> honestly, like a game like Packers-Vikings could have a ton of movement as you get up to kickoff. Um, kind of a pick em point spread with a ton of injuries involved could be really interesting. A couple of really interesting moves in this one o'clock window, though. Um, which I, I guess like I didn't was like I didn't see coming. Is that how I want to put it? Or just uh, I was surprised by it. I, I didn't you know, there wasn't an announcement that would necessarily create this movement. And yet here it is a uh, ton of interest in Houston in the last 20 minutes. So they've been about a four point. We did this game in the first hour of the show, but a four point home favorite first game with CJ Stroud back after he got concussed against the Jets. Um, in the offensive rookie of the year market, still a really big favorite. He'll play and Nakua will play for the Rams. So it could end up being a really fun race the next couple of weeks. But we knew Stroud was back for a long time. You know, Will Anderson back today. So maybe like some sort of a, a little better injury report than maybe people thought originally. The Texans have gotten bet out to a five-point favorite uh, most places. The four and a half that are still on the board are getting bet. So interest in Houston, that's really recent. That's like in the last 15 minutes. Uh, really kind of coinciding with when the actives and inactives came out. And then the other move is down, and it's people betting the Raiders plus four. So this Colts drew a ton of interest all week. They opened three in the game, got out to three and a half. They were four basically everywhere this morning. Um, we went when the kind of detail on, you know, players back from injury, the spot for both teams kind of seems to favor like buying Indianapolis to at least play better than they played against Atlanta on the road last week. And, you know, maybe to in the eyes of some betters, that number got out too far. So the Colts were, were a four point home favorite against the Raiders, obviously still in the mix for the AFC South in the playoffs. Uh, the Raiders have gotten bet everywhere. All the fours are gone. 
and it's Colts minus three and a half and a couple of the three and a halfs are getting bet. So we're kind of getting the slow crawl back to where we started, uh, which was the Colts as a three point favorite. This game probably goes off three and a half, but there's been interest in the Raiders. Um, and then just worth updating the Jacksonville Carolina point spread. Uh, we know like Lawrence is out. We've known that for a really long time. Almost all the fours now on Carolina are gone. So this was kind of between Jacksonville three and a half and Jacksonville a four point favorite down much, you know, from a much bigger number because we all know Lawrence is out. So you're like, all right, well, the Lawrence news got bet. Now we're just going to hang out again, just like still renewed interest in Carolina. Maybe that's like Zay Jones and the cluster injuries in the wide receiver group combined with like other injury news in the game. You never know for sure why people are betting what they're betting. You can make a pretty educated guess. Usually it's injury driven. And so even more interest in Carolina than what we had when Lawrence was out. This market is almost entirely Jacksonville, just a three and a half home favorite as they try to not lose five games in a row, which is pretty crazy. That's basically all we have on the board. end of the other games, you know, the two big favorites, uh, Philly and Buffalo. We did that already. Nothing new there. Tampa still holding two and a half at home against the Saints in the uh, in the NFC South game. Chicago still two and a half at home against Atlanta. So uh, and the Ravens, I guess we should just update that because it's the biggest game. Still the same market. I. Okay, <laughs> like I just, I just, I, I'm, I'm like really excited to just see this play out. Um, it just feels like such a lesser version of Miami than what we've seen for a team that already has stepped up in class a bunch and failed. I mean, the win against Dallas is notable because it's like the only one they have against a good team. Here's at Baltimore getting a ton of respect in the betting market. It doesn't have to be wrong. Again, I'm not stepping up to bet Baltimore. So like, I guess, what do I care? Just really, really, you're never quite sure how people are going to see a game. And then when you see it come together and it surprises you, I just always think that's really interesting. Do you find the Rams-Giants uh, market to be interesting at all coming up at the Jersey Meadowlands? I mean, this basically opened six and a half, crept down, crept down, and then got all the way back to six and a half again. So there was some interest in the Giants earlier in the week, and this got all the way down to four and a half. That I was surprised by that. We did that on the show. Usually late in the season, it doesn't always have to work this way, but like teams that like present as being like really fatigued number of days off they have versus the number of days off their opponent has when there are those mismatches, those disadvantages, those tend to get bet like a pretty good amount in combination with injuries and other stuff. Okay. Well, like, that should, fav- that should have favored the Rams in the game. They played Thursday against the Saints, extra time to prepare, obviously. And early in the week, that wasn't how the market was behaving. The Giants were getting bet. Like this move back out and this current number like strikes me more as like what I would have expected um, the market to look like this week. I think we just kind of, things got crazy early in the week and they've corrected. That's almost how I would look at it. What do you think we'll see? And maybe the answer is nothing. With Seahawks and Steelers from Seattle. Uh, Seattle about, what, like four and a half right now with Mason Rudolph going to start, but kind of like, I, right. I kind of think like Kenny, Kenny Pickett's going to play in the game at some point. But I guess I, I could be wrong about that. Maybe this is like the end for Kenny Pickett, and that's what this is. Um, some uncertainty that's, there. That's Anything nice with Pittsburgh right. and Seattle that kind of uh, tickles sure. your fancy. And the end of Kenny Pickett, that's tough. That's tough for old, old, old Kenny. Um, I mentioned it a little earlier. Uh, at the start of the segment, just there's a little bit of interest in Pittsburgh. Some of the four and a half Scott bet and they're four now, um, but this market's still in the same range. I kind of agree with you. Like one, one angle we like to bet on the show sometimes is if it seems like there's uncertainty about whether a quarterback's going to play the entire game, either he's dealing with a significant injury or m- more notably, there's a chance he gets benched, which we've seen a lot. Sam Howell last week would be a really good example in the week before. When you start to get rumblings that these things are possible, these quarterback changes, usually the market will still open the quarterback that's going to start with like numbers that 
seem to think he's going to play the whole game. And so you would play under on those. And then either he plays poorly for the whole game or he plays poorly and gets benched. And then that's where you can really kind of like add an edge to a, a bet that you're making. This does seem like one of those. I mean, in the end, it's it's like may, maybe Mason Rudolph plays the whole game and maybe his great performance last week kind of like solidified at least this start for him. Also, like the Steelers have to have the game. So if they're down bad, it's not like, well, we owe it to Mason Rudolph because he played well last week. Like he's getting hooked immediately in that situation. Like have to, have to win the game. You have to make next week against Baltimore matter. And the only way to do that is by winning here. So I agree with you. This, this seems especially with Pickett as like the starter coming into the season and not starting. Um, it would strike me as like, maybe you play Mason Rudolph unders and there's a couple of different ways you can win. Not just like going under playing the whole game, but going under because at some point they say, Hey, let's give Kenny Pickett a shot. I, I, I think that's going to happen, but been wrong before. We'll also, he <laughs> could just Mason Rudolph could go under because he's terrible. He could also do that. Yeah. yeah it, it feels to me like this is, Ride the hot hand, see if Rudolph yeah. like stays hot off of last week, and uh, when he's not, because you know he's not very good. I'm not even it's right. not personal. Did you see so who he played last good. week? It's like yeah. one of the worst defenses in the at, league by far. At home, and the at crowd's home. chanting for him. Now here's right. now here's Seattle. Here's Seattle. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah, good luck. <laughs> the way you said that is like he's going to the Roman Coliseum to fight the Lions, right. so like and not <laughs> and not and not Detroit and not Detroit. No, like the real no. Ones. And those, no, those and no Brad Allen to bail him out. No, yeah. no Brad Allen to bail him out. And we talked about this off air. Adam Schefter c- continues to, to tweet about Brad Allen and his crew's mistakes from last I'm expecting night. to see, like, the is... Allen family pictures get posted at some point. Or, like, here's a video of him when he was eight falling off his bicycle. It's like, <laughs> okay, Adam. <laughs> all right, buddy. Like, all right. And I just want to say, man, I, I love it. I'm really into uh, it. So God drama. Bless. Yeah. Listen, listen, he needs to be bogered. Like, get him out. Goodbye. We'll see you next year, Brad Allen. You can't make this many mistakes. Okay. Uh, underdog money line parlay on the way. Best bets on the way. But right now. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday was uh, was pretty good. Elijah Moore got concussed. But prior to that, went over his receiving yards prop. Shout that was what Flacco him. said, too by the way, Flacco after the game, like the first answer was like, oh, and like, I was so happy for it. Like had this three minute answer about how happy he was for Elijah Moore. This is after the game. It's like, oh, like so happy for that guy and like former team. And like I was feeding him the ball and it was great. And then there's this like pause at the end where he's like, and obviously I hope the young man's okay. But, but it just, it was like, it's like, yeah, man, like that was pretty rough. Like it, he, he bruised his brain. Like maybe, maybe let's fold that into the answer a little bit. <laughs> I got like Nick Costos, Joe Flacco, handshake emoji in the way that we we analyzed the Elijah Moore situation. So that was good. And then, uh, you know, last night could have t- could have taken the layup with uh, CD Lamb over. <laughs> instead, instead decided to take a contested three with Jameer Gibbs over combined rushing receiving yards. Oh, uh, so look, it's okay. We got a whole slate of games coming up today. I'm gonna tell you, man. Like I like some of these yardage props, and I and I will say the ones that I really like because there are a couple. Like ah, uh, you know, I'm gonna bet Stephon Diggs over because I feel like the number's low, but he he's gone under a lot. So that's one that like I like, but uh, people listening could be like, yeah, I don't really like that that much. I don't blame you. I totally understand. I really like some of these anytime touchdowns today at long prices, and we're gonna get to them right now because it is now time for the prop game for the uh the penultimate time on a Sunday this regular season. Will be, he'll, he'll be actually no there's no more thursday night football and there's no more no. monday night football either right well, super That's wild it. card 
Oh, yeah, fair enough. For regular season, at least. Um, For the prop king. To descend from thy royal throne. To traipse across thy royal purple velvety carpet. Over Over to thy royal balcony. To gaze down upon you. The morons. With winning prop bets for week 17. In the National Football League. Now approaching the betting window, it is your prop king, Nick Costos. All hail King Costos. All hail King Costos. Worship me, slappies. Bills on the Patriots from Western New York. Spiral notebook. Got that die royal uh, 99 cent CBS special there. (laughs) Oh, is this? This is, uh, I think this might be like like two or three ninety nine. This is, uh, this is, by the way, is from the, I don't know if you could see it. This is the Home by Rite Aid collection. Oh, (laughs) fancy pants. Is that a normal Rite Aid notebook? No, it's part of a collection. It's part, it's part of the collection. Now, the, the pens I will spend up on. The notebooks, maybe not so much. But the mm. pens, you got to have, like, the, uh, what's this, like, the, the rubber here, the, the, the foam um, rubber rip. here. Kind of, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah anyway. Uh, okay, Bills and the Patriots. So, look, there are some yardage props today that the Prop King likes. But the Prop King will acknowledge there's some risk inherent with this. I like, uh, I, I like Rashid Shahid over 33 and a half receiving yards is so incredibly mispriced. And it, it can lose. But that's a really mispriced bet. And we'll bet over on Rashid Shahid today. And we'll talk about that when we get to the Saints and Bucks. Just to draw a comparison. Like, Stefan Diggs, I feel like, is priced properly. Isn't it just jarring, though? In the same way, to be fair, it was jarring for Travis Kelsey to be lined to, like, 62.5 last week. And then he had 44. And he went under, and I lost. So, look, like, I'm going to bet Stefan Diggs over today. It's, it, listen, it's a narrative-y thing, right? I feel like they want to get him going, heading into the playoffs. Or maybe the Patriots just decide to, like, bracket him, and then everyone else on Buffalo goes nuts, and he doesn't. I, I, got, I got a feeling. I think Stephon Diggs has a nice game today and goes over a nice 69-and-a-half receiving yards prop. Guys, were we ever able to find out, like, what the de- what's the deal in the Buffalo backfield in terms of Leonard oh Fournette and Ty Johnson? Alliterative, like, the hashtag uh, Buffalo Backfield. The Buffalo Backfield, where I am fairly certain that, yeah, so I, I don't think Le- Leonard Fournette's going to be active for today's game. So no. Ty Johnson, so, okay, Fournette's Ty not Johnson on the game day roster. Yeah. So Fournette played last week for people that will remember against the Chargers yeah. and got goal line carries because yep. Buffalo's MO is to use James Cook until they get down to like the two-yard line and then bring in like, washed running back that you were really excited to start in fantasy football six years ago, like Latavius Murray or Leonard Fournette. I guess Fournette was pretty decent the last couple of years, not last year maybe. So Ty Johnson was inactive last week, which led to Lombardi Lenny getting a start. Ty Johnson is back today. Leonard Fournette is inactive, not on the game day roster, which means it's time. Ty dollar sign. Ty Johnson. Anytime touchdown for your Buffalo Bills. Bears and the Falcons. Insert jokes here. This actually, I th- I'm pretty sure, this is the first time all season that we've bet on this player. 
Sarlacc himself. No, no. The pit. It's a, it's, it's a pit. It's, it's, a, it's been a money pit. Sarlacc Small. himself. <laughs> the pit. Kyle Sarlacc pits. Mm. Look, he's... Look, he lost us a lot of money, however, whatever year this is in the NFL. Worth noting, though, with Taylor, you're not going to pay a lot, but you'll get a lot for this muffler. Heineke at quarterback. He targets Kyle Pitts more than he targets any other pass catcher in Atlanta. Bears struggle against opposing tight ends. Kyle Pitts over 34 and a half receiving yards. And the anytime touchdown in this game, I think, is so good that I actually want to wait and give it out to start the next segment. Oh, my God. No Bijan so, over? Not no, no, not the, no, no. It's just I can't. I can't bring myself to do this. So, on the other, to be fair, the Bijan overs are pretty good this year. On the other side, anytime touchdown for the Falcons and the Bears and the rest of thy royal props for Week 17 NFL Sunday. 